while we're on this tedious journey, we want Jesus to hold our hand. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. And this morning, before we get into our scripture text, it's just so good to see our New Zion family and our visitors. Amen. Today. Praise the Lord. For our visitors, thank you for worshiping with us today. Amen. Amen. And if you would go with me, let us go to the epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Ephesians. The epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Ephesians, chapter 2. This morning, we are going to uh, make a diversion from our series of lessons on Jesus, the mind, the making, and the ministry. Today, to talk about a concept that without it, we would not be here today. Amen. In the epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Ephesians, chapter 2, Starting at verse 8, you will find these words. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. And this morning, I want to speak with you for a few moments from the thoughts. Grace, it's so amazing. Grace, it's so amazing. This morning's passage of scripture is nestled in the doctrinally sound chapter Two of Ephesians that gives us a glimpse into the works of Jesus Christ in our lives today. The text opens up at the beginning of chapter 2 and says, and he made you alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. You do know that every man or woman born of a woman is born into iniquity, is born into sin, is born spiritually dead. There was nothing that we could do about it because we're all children of Adam. And because Adam sinned, sin entered the world. So everyone who came after Adam was hopelessly caught up in this situation of bondage 
called sin. The situation is so dire that everyone born of a woman starts out on a path that's broad in its implications. It's broad and its end is destruction. Its end is the lake of fire and brimstone. So we start out with a situation that's dire from the very get-go. And there was nothing that we could do about it. But we needed somebody to come along and do something for us that we could not do for ourselves. And I want to introduce to some and present to others the one who did it, and his name is Jesus. The text allows us to see that we needed a makeover. Our current state of being was so dire that it was leading us to a place that we didn't want to go. And this place was a place that once we were there, we couldn't get out. But grace, it's so amazing. It's so amazing that Jesus made us alive in him. We were dead. Not crippled, not, not asleep, but dead in our trespasses and sins. That means that we had no connection with God. As a man or woman dies from this earth, there is no longer a connection to this world. We had no connection to God. But God, because of his good pleasure, looked down through the annals of time and prepared a body for his son to come into into this world and after 33 years die in our place. Because the wages of sin is death. But because of Jesus, we get part B, which is the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Grace is so amazing. I am coming today to let us be reminded of grace and its implications. First of all, that we are now made alive in Jesus Christ, those who have trusted in him. I didn't say those who have become church members, but I said those who have trusted in Jesus. Church membership is not adequate. Church membership is not enough. Church membership will get you on a path to hearing of it, but you must give Jesus your heart. The text goes on to say, it says, for by grace you were saved through faith. Through faith, through the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Through faith, through trusting in one whom you have not seen, Because you believe the testimony of that one through faith. Not by sight, but by faith. Faith is something that you must believe even though you can't see it. And the Bible lets us know that when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, that a witness comes to live inside of us. And that witness being the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit bears witness to our spirit that we are 
God. So every believer in this house should have had an experience with Jesus that the Holy Spirit bear witness with your spirit to know that you are God. And this amazing grace that we live upon now is a grace that doesn't just leave us right there. It didn't just get us out of hell and put us into heaven. But it enabled us to start living right in the sight of God. I'm telling you about grace. It's so amazing. It's so amazing that it took us dead folks and made us alive in him. Empowered us to start walking in the newness of life. It gave us a new attitude, a new perspective, a new power that we did not have before. There's something amazing about grace. The text goes on to let us see that and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. I don't know if you have thought about this, but this grace that we now have, we could not have paid for it. If we had all of the riches of the world, it would not have been enough. It had to be a gift because the gift was too precious for mere earthly riches. The gift cost more than any other gift could ever be. But because it cost the father his son. His only begotten son died. That is the gift he gave his life. What's so amazing about grace? Well, when we look at our text, I want to bring to your attention the word grace. Many times I talk about grace from a perspective of an acrostic. Each letter of grace says something to us. The G being God, the R being resources, the A being at, the C being Christ, expense, the E. God's resources at Christ's expense. What's so amazing about grace? What's so amazing about grace is that our Father in heaven, holy and righteous, looked down at an unrighteous people And instead of giving the charge and then giving the verdict that they all should be killed, he looked over at his son and said, what can we do about it? Son said, make a body for me. And he came down through 42 generations. He walked among an unrighteous people being holy himself. He had every reason and every right to destroy us. But he decided to save us. Those implications, that reality is huge, church. And it ought to make us praise his holy name. Because he didn't have to do it. And we didn't deserve it. It's grace. And it's so amazing. It's grace that didn't just stop there. The Bible lets us know that grace has enough power to forgive the sins of the world. 
but not only forgive those sins, but empower his people to do righteous works in his sight. Look at verse 10. 10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God didn't just leave us alone. God made us his workmanship. We are not making ourselves into anything, but God is doing the work in us. We are his workmanship. God is molding and shaping, cutting and correcting and redirecting. He is the potter. We are the clay. But that's good news, saints of God, because we don't know how to make ourselves into what God would have us to be. It's good news to know that he's doing it on our behalf, that he's working on the inside, working toward the outside. Amen. Amen. That's good news, saints of God, that he's making a change in us that we could not change ourselves. Praise his holy name. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. We have our being. We are in Christ. Christ is our everything. And we did not deserve it. But God gave it to us because of his good pleasure. That's good news, children. That we are safe in the ark of safety. That when the rains come and the winds blow, there's Jesus, a bulwark, a stalwart that can keep us steady in the midst of the storm. When all hell is breaking loose in our lives, there's Jesus. When the winds of indifference are blowing, there's Jesus. When the winds and the rains of persecution are in our lives, there's Jesus. Because we're in the ark of safety. When families are going left and we're going right, there's Jesus. Because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross despising the shame. There's Jesus. When our culture says wrong is right and right is wrong, there's Jesus. Contrary winds will blow. But saints of God, be encouraged and be strengthened in knowing that there's Jesus. That when the rains come, whether it's 40 days or 40 years, the ark of safety will keep you on dry land. There's Jesus. Jesus is the one who's making and molding wretches like us and he's making us into saints. He's making us into the righteous one that he would have us to be. There's Jesus. When jobs are playing out, when the money is funny, there's Jesus. The Bible lets us know that he is the creator of all things. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And they that dwell in it, there's Jesus. I tell you that grace is so amazing. As we look at our text and I come to a close. 
that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Before our mothers and our fathers knew us, before the world began, beforehand, only a God could be able, like our God, to look at us before time began. It was beforehand that we were in the minds of God, that he had made a path for you and me of righteousness. There's Jesus. When the world says the things that you are doing are counting to nothing, there's Jesus. And in the end, the righteous judge will judge. And we will find that there will be some goats on the left and some sheep on the right. There's Jesus. But we on the right, the sheep of God, do not have to worry about what the world thinks. Because the world's end is destruction. And we're just here for a little time. But it's all about his grace. Jesus is with us to fight our battles even when we become weary. When we begin to be discouraged, there's Jesus. So saints of God, in the midst of the work that's set before New Zion, I want you to know that there's a sufficient amount of grace for you and for me. Because there's Jesus. Because of Jesus, the immaculate Lamb of God. Because of Jesus, the Son of David. Because of Jesus, the Son of Man. Because of Jesus, the fourth one in the furnace because of Jesus. Ezekiel's will in the middle of the wheel. Because of Jesus, Joshua's battle act. Because of Jesus, we have all we need. Let us not be discouraged in this work in the ministry. No matter how people scandalize your name, there is Jesus. And in the end, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. That's Jesus. Saints of God, keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on being encouraged because the Lord is with thee and he will be with thee till the end of the world. Because if God puts so much in us that he sent his only begotten son that he walked the dusty streets of Israel that he went around the Galilean sea teaching and healing proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and for 33 years he suffered for you and for me and one day they marched him from judgment hall to judgment hall. That Jesus, he died on the outside of Jerusalem walls at a place called Calvary's Mountain. That Jesus, they put nails in his hands and they put nails in his feet. But by the grace, oh that wonderful grace, he died for you and for me. That 
we might have right to be the righteousness of God in him, that he would be our shield and he would be our buckler, that when we work the works that he has sent us to do, that we should have a good future, that we should see success. There's Jesus. They took him down off that old rugged cross and they put him in a borrowed tomb and he was in that grave all night Friday. He was in that grave all day Saturday. He was in that grave all night Saturday night. But it was early, oh so early, Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Yes, he did. And he stayed here and showed himself to his disciples, saying, I have risen and risen indeed. And Jesus is still rising up in the lives of people today. So don't you become weary in well-doing. Keep on telling folks about the good news of Jesus Christ. And he is rising up in souls today. He is still taking dead spirits and making them alive in him. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. But one of these days, one of these days, it won't be very long that Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or blemish. He's coming back for his faithful who is doing the works while he's yet dead. For night coming when no man can work. He's coming in the twinkling of an eye. He's coming when the trumpet sounds. Will you be ready for when he comes? Because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There will be a new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. The earth will pass away and behold a new earth. With no more issues of sin, no more evil, and a new heaven that we'll have access to. No more suffering, no more pain. There's Jesus and his grace. Oh, so amazing. Ain't that good news, children? Ain't that good news? Because everything's going to be all right. Praise the name of the Lord. Everything is going to be all right. The doors of the church open. Amen. Right now, you can get to know the Lord today. If there's somebody here who does not know him in the pardoning of their sins, you can get to know him today. He is willing and able to save your very soul. He's been rising up into the hearts and minds of folk for almost 2,000 years now. Surely he's still rising today. If you don't know Jesus, you have not gave your heart to him. You have not asked him to forgive you of your sins and ask him to come and live in you, you can get to know him today. It won't cost you anything because Jesus has already paid it all. Don't wait another minute, another second, another moment, but get to know him today because you don't know how long you have left. 
Some will be here when he returns, but some will go to their graves. You don't know. But one thing is for sure, if you get to know the Lord right now, your business will be fixed either way. The Bible says when he comes, the dead in, the, in Christ shall rise first. And they that remain shall be caught up in there. Get to know the Lord today. Come to Jesus. Make up your mind. Come unto While you have time, he will make your life brand new. He will take care of you. Come to Jesus while you have time, oh Lord. Amen, amen. None came, but there's still plenty of good room. Amen.